is good to find dogs. I hope you're having an amazing day. Happy Tuesday. So I am done training. I have taken my little cat nap for the day because um I am waking up a little bit earlier um, and trying to get a, a little mini yoga session in before I start trading. Um, yesterday was my first day. Today was my second day, and I loved it. It just really gets the blood flow going. And um, I also took my, I have liquid B12. And what was happening is, um, uh, I, I think tomorrow I will take B12 and matcha tea in the morning, like the matcha powder in the morning, just to make sure, like, you know, right before I do my yoga and then go into my trading which will give me about an hour before um yeah about an hour before I start trading so that I can be a little bit more alert um and so by the time it is you know I've decided to stop trading after four hours by the time it's 10 30 I will have already been up for five hours and so still getting used to to things and and life like that so I hope that can help some people too and that I still get my water in I'm almost done with my water um so I like to have my 1.5 liters start taking that down early in the morning sometimes I get all the way through sometimes I get to about like the last eight ounces or so so anyways um didn't get to do an oracle yesterday but was super excited looking forward to it today and so I'm going to pull from the goddess deck. I'm pretty sure by now you already see <laughs> what's on the thumbnail. And so you're going to get to see what my reaction is um, and what conclusion we come to. And let's just see what it, what it brings us to. Now, as I'm going to start to shuffle um, and I'm just going to I'm just going to kind of go with the flow. Let me just kind of nest it right here. Um, I'm thinking I would like to do three cards, but I feel like if, uh, you know, one usually seems to be more than enough for us to handle. Um, why, why pull now from the goddess power, power deck, right? So we've been kind of looking at the planetary placements and what does the age of Aquarius mean for the, for the woman and, you know, male or female, um, and so, for me, it was coming to the realization, I, I've said this before, um, I thought that Aquarius was feminine, um, I'm still, you know, kind of like navigating and learning my way through, but this is kind of cool time for me too, like if I can commit to doing at least one oracle a day for the next five years, then I will consider myself like a master, you know, a master in terms of, uh, and that, and that can take me about five years, right? So, but with that, if I'm intentionally learning about, you know, this side of things, then I think it's going to make all of us definitely better. But I thought that um, Aquarius was feminine because every time I've pulled the card or engaged with the card, I got the, you know, it'd be the water bear. And it was, it's always been depicted or portrayed as a, as a, a woman, you know, pouring water um, from a vessel and so, much to my surprise, and it it has nothing so much to do with uh, 
Okay, so something kind of popped out here. Iris, communication, 23. Um, below it, salvation. You just kind of shuffle, keep shuffling a little bit more. And this will be the first time that I just kind of... So the first goddess that came out was Iris. And then Queen... Is that T? Tara? Queen Tara for salvation? Okay. If I'm honest, I'm just not really feeling it. Okay. That has never happened as long as I've been shuffling cards. Um, and it has not, doesn't have so much to do with sex as much as it has to do with the traits, right? Um, one of those being... Um, let, me, let me put these back in and just kind of keep shuffling a little bit more. And I will know when it comes out too because the way that they kind of flip when you... Um, when it's really a message that's for you type of a thing. So, um, it comes down to like the yin and the yang, um, active versus passive. And so it started, I started to think about, it made me a little bit more comfortable with a woman stepping more into her, being comfortable stepping into her, onto her throne, into rulership, right? Um, for a lot of us to even, quote unquote, I guess, even rest in our femininity, we have to step onto the throne. Like you need to have that action before you get into another level of kind of resting. Because right now we're kind of not on the throne and you have to take steps toward the throne and step up to the throne and and then start to rule from that, excuse me, from that position is, is the way I kind of see it. it like even I want to say like within the last year or two, I kind of felt this feeling like stepping getting ready to ascend the throne i remember we were doing podcasts where it's like divine feminine get ready to ascend the throne i didn't say we were there yet i was like get ready to ascend the throne you know get your stuff together get your stuff in a row in a row um wow so this card came out skulled um future i like the way it flipped out mm Right below it is a lean. Let me do a lean and let's see what's the one below then. We're going to end it right there. And humor. Okay, I'm cool. Let's do it. I'll take it. Ooh, now the card below that one is stillness. Let's just that. And, you know, you probably, um, but I do like the flipping the cards. So let me just put them in the order that I um, pulled them. So the first card that really flipped out, you know, um, was Skulled, which is the future number 47 second number was adaptability um the goddess is ein and then the third card that came out was 50 for humor and had a sense of humor with that one and then number four was yoki ono which is stillness and um the reason stillness stood out to me is because remember we were talking about how the difference between the feminine and the masculine signs is active versus passive. So stillness is like, uh, is, is feminine, right? Passive. And let's see if we can kind of, because um, we start with the future and then we go back to the past, right? It started off with the future, adaptability, humor, and stillness. I think the card, if I 
you know what? The card right below it before I started shuffling again, I think it was home. That's kind of, um, and it's so funny because <laughs> I think the card right after passive was home, right? But, um, in order to make it in the future, we have to be adaptable, right? Especially for me, because if you're like me, I, we've talked about this before in previous podcasts, all of my, my, my trilogy, my trinity, they are all feminine, right? Virgo, Scorpio, and Pisces. And at first I was like celebrating it. I still am. But I feel like, um, oh my gosh, it kind of explains a little bit like, um, and I, I kind of knew, I, I got the insights before I shared it with the group, but I started to realize that we're going to be having more quote unquote aggressive women <laughs> and I don't like it. And, um, I've kind of hinted at this before too. I'm like, I don't really like masculine women per se, if I'm quite honest, I am more of like a tender footed, um, I feel like this, this energy is going to chew me up alive or I'm going to have to just, and, and, um, we've talked a lot about like alpha, sigma, you know, gamma, and, um, we've talked about how to me, some people do talk about like the alpha, like the animal, which has been debunked. But I like to look at it in terms of like um, um, brain wave frequencies. Um, but even if you look at the Sigma, uh, they're not really the type of person that's out in the forefront. But if they need to step into command, they can do that. And I like to think about the wolf pack. Although I think that's one of the animals that's been debunked because um, about Alpha, Alpha and Sigma and whatever. Because... Um, the animals that fell into a alpha pecking order with the wolves, with the wolf pack is because those were animals that were in captivity, but the animals that were actually, um, uh, free to roam in their natural element, they didn't have that component, but in the ones that were in captivity, the Sigma is the one that's like second in command and it's, yeah, it's like the right hand. Um, type of a thing and so when you talk about somebody going for the juggler like I can match the energy but I don't like it <laughs> I, I don't know I feel like Age of Aquarius is going to be a little bit difficult for me and what is so wild is that I think even growing up like and because of work I had to step more into my masculinity um, and never really got to explore my femininity and now that I'm more on this side and when I talk about my femininity I've tried to articulate this before but it's like um, and, and you would think it would kind of make sense. I think what helped me the most is that my Scorpio, Scorpio is a fixed sign and so is um, Virgo. So I can deal with rules and regulations, but it was just, um, and I didn't realize how bad it affected my body until after the pandemic happened and I was able to be more like passive and at rest and, um, and so, but I didn't really tap into my femininity until the pandemic where I was able to explore things where I got to explore my creativity. You know, um, I'm, I was a lot on Canva and I explored writing and I, I talked about working like with bracelets and 
Um, I had bought other stuff that I wanted to sell, but the way that I was putting them together, I got to explore my creative side and planning those type of things and for myself. And at one point I was making like a website and stuff and I had a um, like an online boutique that I never, it was just, but it allowed me to be in my creative element, right? I got to source some shoes for tall women and um, clothing for tall women and stuff like that. And so it was really, it really helped to restore my balance. And I think, and so now it's kind of like, what? We have to shift back to that energy where we're like, ah, you know, and I can see it. I can see it. And I talked about how it's going to be important for us to like figure out a way to get along too. I would say if you ha are more of like a masculine um, traits, you know, active. Um, and the, the what's going to be important, it's not that masculine women are going to be the cat's meow. It's that it's going to be the woman that's balanced between the yin and the yang. Because when we were reading the article, it was talking about the empowered heart, right? So you can be on the complete opposite side where you're just like mean, aggressive, cruel, you know, self-centered, self-conscious and leading by force and brute. Um, and then to the other side, you can be just so passive that you're depending on other people to um, bring about results for you to take ownership, to lead you in your spirituality, to lead you in your finances, to lead you in your home, to lead you in your life path. Um, but somewhere in the middle is like you step into your lane. And if you, and you know, if you, if somebody goes for your juggler, you, you show them who's really the top chief. <laughs> you really show them like, nah, you're not, mm -mm. You're, you're not gonna, you know, mess with my peace, my harmony, my joy. I'm willing to fight for it. So you're going to want to have to get out of my way. <laughs> and I, like I said, I know I have it in me. I just don't like to have to listen the scorpionic side of me. Like I'm, I'm telling you, and I've had to learn how to um, be healthy in that element. Let's look at this 47 because um, I've had to learn not to use my stinger on other people or myself, right? Or self-destruct. So um, I know I have it in me. <laughs> and a lot of times I've said this before too, like me, I think even being brought up Christian was for y'all's safety more so than mine. <laughs> okay. So 47, um, scald is 11, 11. Let's just kind of jump into it and get the juices flowing here a little bit. 111. It's on page 111. So she's talking about the future, right? We are living in the future. <laughs> Um, four and seven, yeah, that takes you to the number 11, um, kind of like portal energy. Four being a number of stability. Yesterday, the, the day before yesterday, the card that we pulled, the page that it, it went to in the guidebook was on page 47, or I think it was 74. And so it's funny to see the reverse of this, like the mirroring of this, the four and the seven versus seven, four. Number being the number of completion, um... Um, perfection. It's a not 10 is the number of completion. Seven is the number of perfection. Um, and future of st 
stability and perfection. I think four has to do with the home as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so this lady, she looks um, ethereal. She has a crown thing on. Her crown chakras are lightened up. As a matter of fact, um, this is kind of cool because... And even Age of Aquarius, I always think of like electricity, um, high electromagnetic frequencies. And you can kind of get that sense here with her too. But the headspace is like, it's not the thing. Crowns are so fascinating to me, um, especially like the more you start to understand, like ancient people understood <laughs> crowns. And, and there's a reason they would have like rubies and jewels all types of different crystals like um, diamonds and like canary diamonds and those precious jewels um, like azul, uh, la boozy and stuff like that um, in their crown because it was activating those crown chakras. And um, when I started learning about the chakras, I learned that before we used to think it was just like your crown chakra, but now we have... I've learned that there's chakras above your head and below your feet, right? So um, this is like definitely transcendent energy, right? Let's see what it has to say here. So it says, empowerment message. As you set your intentions for the life you desire, the Norse goddess Skald comes to show you glimpses of your future. And I think that's important because right now we're kind of like, what? What are you talking about? We have to be, you know... The rising of the warrior goddess. Do I fit that model? Is that what I want for my life? How is that going to pan out? Am I going to be like that at work, at home, in relationships with my family, with the, you know, with my friends? What, you know, what are our plans for the future? But guess what? You know, um, in personal development classes, they tell us like the most important step you can make is to decide, make a decision, right? So you, this cool, the cool, cool thing about this is you set your intentions. It's not that you need to fall a victim or pray, um, to what the planets have mapped out for our destiny, right? It's about you get to decide how are you going to use this type of energy. And I think it's important to recognize it too, right? If you kind of feel like, you know what, I really do feel like I could spring into action in a certain direction and really get the ball going, that's okay. Leverage that power, maximize that power. If you're kind of more like me where you're like, I'll show you my sword if I need to. (laughs) Um, But I think that's where that fourth card comes in, where it's still like that passive, that stillness, you know? So it says, you experience these magical journey markers as flashes of insight and moments of inspiration, like an echo or something that exists in another dimension. Now, I love that they use the definite or the word here, echo. And, you know, when I think about frequencies, um, one thing about frequencies, like when we emit frequencies, they radiate back to us. It's kind of like when a bat has a, a sonar um, system type of thing. And it will give out a little like screech and it will know how to fly through the walls in a cave because when he sends out, he or she sends out a signal, 
if when the sound bounces back to them, they know how close or how far they are to a wall, right? And I think sometimes we are like that with, with people in our surroundings, right? So we're sending out messages, but we're also receiving back messages. And this is kind of like you speaking to your future self, like, whoa, hello, can you hear me? And it's like, yeah, it's cool over here. You're going to love it over here. You will have fought for yourself. You will have, you know, started to forge your own path. You are courageous. You are brave. And you're like, that echo comes back to you. And you're like, what? How do I get there? And they're like, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to, you know, eliminate what no longer serves you out here. You need to make sure that this is what it looks like on this side. And, and you keep kind of connecting to your higher self, like that echoing back to back and forth to yourself, right? Like an echo of something that exists in another dimension, but you exist already in that other dimension. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like your higher self kind of just guiding you along the way, right? It says it's fun when some when things turn out exactly as you predicted, but remember that the essence of your intention means more than its form. So it says the goddess Skald, who rules the destiny of gods and men, says remaining true to the moment is your greatest power. Right? We're talking about earlier about how the maps um how the stars map out our destiny, right? And if she's a goddess and we're looking for the goddess traits in her and what we can take away for traits for ourselves, we are the gods of our own destiny, right? It says, while remaining true to the moment is your greatest power, allowing the self to evolve as you go and discovering new things today Set the path for destiny to unfold. And it just speaks back to that child childlike quality. Like, when you think about discovery, <clears throat> gotta let your curiosity lead you. Um, curiosity has been my ace for a minute. You know, you start to be curious about, like, go down those rabbit holes. <laughs> Bruno. There's something out there. It's still early in the day, so he, he it's probably a bird or something. But um but yeah, let your curiosity lead you. And then when you think about discovering something, you don't just take it for what it is. When you're discovering something, it's like you are really exploring like why does it move like that? How does it move like that? How did it get here? Where is it going? What's inside of it? Like how do can I open it? Can I taste it? Can I see it? Can I touch it? Can I feel it? What does it feel like? Like everything surrounding whatever it is that you're exploring, right? And allow yourself to evolve as you go. Because even like when you think about like how I was explaining some of the things like can you taste it? Um, you know, when you take, when, when you start to understand like your relationship with food, um, in a way your food helps you to evolve, right? Because... If you have, if you're eating healthy, you can start to see how it transforms your hair, your skin, your nails, right? You become leaner or pudgier or, you know, you can end up with like high blood pressure or high sodium or water retention and stuff like that, right? But when you're discovering a part of it is consumption, like how do you assimilate it? How do you 
all these things that you're learning, how do you let them become a part of you? I uh, Somebody was saying this before, um, in, in, uh, just within the last day or two, and she was talking about how um, you, your neuropaths, um, it was Mina, Mina from Universe Guru. She was talking about how your your brain is wired for for certain behaviors and the only way to reprogram it is you have to listen to whatever it is that's going to reprogram to you over and over and over until it creates new neural pathways and sometimes that means that means that you can hear something or she said like you can learn something but it doesn't mean that you um that you basically assimilate it or it doesn't become a part of who you are. You don't take it on as your own. So you have to give yourself time to grow into it and to adapt into it, right? Um, it says the power of the present and how you respond to life's potential is the potent fertile seed of the future. The power of the present and how you respond to life's potential is the potent fertile seed for the future. That's deep, y'all. And isn't that funny that even though this card is about the the future, it's talking about the power of now. So the power the power is now because we can set our intentions for the future, right? And then this says the power is how you respond to life's potential. So we know that we have the potential right now. We have all this energetic, supplemental, spiritual frequencies that are going to allow us to be to step into our power and to be warrior goddesses in our own right, right? And the power lies, you know, when it talks about the potent fertile seed, it talks it's kind of like talking about when was the best time to plant a uh, a a seed. The best time to plant a seed was 7 years ago. The best time to plant a seed was five years ago. The best time to plant a seed was last year. The best time to plant a seed was yesterday. But the next best time to plant a seed is today, right? And that seed is kind of like sometimes people have a hard time kind of think about what an intention is. And it's just planting like something small, a seed, that little thought in your mind about what it is that you want to produce. You know, do you want to produce a fruit, an apple, an orange? Could be a vegetable, could be a tree, could be a flower, right? What is it that you want out of the future? And that's why you have to pay attention to what you're planting too. And reassessment is so important because you might be expecting that you're getting something else. And it's like, you look back and you're like, nah, I sure did plant an orange. I planted some tangerines and I'm expecting an apple. My bad, my bad, my bad. Let me go back and focus on apple thoughts and what it is I need for apples. I've talked about this before. Like when you're planting something, the soil is so important. And what you intend has to match with what it is that you're putting out there. Because sometimes a lot of us try to um, call in something that we, that it's like you, you get what you asked for, but not what you wanted. And so then you start to learn, like, for example, when, um, cause my mom, she, she's more of like the green thumb in her family. So she pays attention to like the soil that you need. And some of the plants need, um, 
like a certain uh, acidity level or certain access to light or, you know, need to be watered a certain amount of times and and that type of thing. And so you kind of have to create a womb space that's fertile that will help it to grow exactly what it is that you want to grow, but pay attention to what you're growing too. All right, y'all, we're at 28 minutes. Let's go ahead and wrap this up here. So it says, in order to claim the future, you must attend to the now. Even then, nothing is guaranteed and everything is infused with magic. The alignment message says, when you become overly fixated on the future, you rob yourself of the capacity to truly co-create a life that is meaningful and rich. It's because doing so gives you power away. It's because doing so gives your power away to something, some destination that has no substance. It's like you were wandering around in a ghostly place that the goddess Skald warns you to avoid. Perhaps you've been taught that better things come later, like getting to the wonders of heaven after difficulties on earth, right? So kind of talking about religion a little bit. You know, (laughs) we're like taught that we have to suffer here on earth and turn the other cheek and be, you know, um, master, you know, obey our masters and, you know, um, uh, just live a life of poverty in order to get to the life of riches. So it says the power... <laughs> Don't mind that. That's from my trading group. Hold on. Let me turn it down. I am not trading power hour, y'all. Mm-mm. I am only trading for the first four hours of the market. But I might listen. I'm going to hop off of here and I'm going to listen. I'm going to see what plays they take just so I can see the setup. Twelve. Ah! Hell no. He's waiting for like. Oh, he's playing dangerous, yo. He only has what? Uh, 38 minutes? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But I do want to see what he's looking at, though. So let me hop up here. So it says, um, <clears throat> the truth is. <clears throat> The truth is that you can get back into alignment, so consider this. Your life now and how you respond to it are the seeds that grow into your future. And they this is the second time they've said that, right? How you respond to it, you guys. I think that even you can kind of hear my response. I'm a little bit apprehensive, a little bit cautious, you know. Um, I would say a little like trepidatious. That was the word I wanted to use. Um, and kind of just like, mm, I don't know. I mean, we're going to have a bunch of like warrior goddesses. As long as y'all ain't messing with me, I won't mess with you. Um, type of a thing. But, um, but how are we responding to this energy? Like, how did you respond when you first heard about the rise of the goddess warrior. Did you see yourself stepping into that? Are you kind of a little bit trepidatious like me? Or um, 
Are you excited? Are you willing to take on the challenge? I'm willing to take on the challenge. I'm, I'm looking forward to like, I think these oracles are going to help me a little bit, like explore, um, explore my angle a little bit more. And I think I just have to figure out what goddess warrior means for me, because I know that I, I, uh, I definitely have a heart space. Um, I just need to figure out what the power behind it is going to be like, right? What's the action that I need to take behind it? you know, um, and how to better cultivate my platform. So that, that's kind of like where I'm at. Um, but how are you respond? This is the second time they mentioned it. So I pay attention to those type of patterns. Like if it's repeated a couple times, there's definitely a message there. How are we responding to thoughts of the future? And here's the thing, like if you, instead of operating out of fear, equip yourself. I think part of being a, a um, warrior goddess you know, anytime you're thinking about going to war to battle, you know, uh, one of my favorite um, oracles that we did, it was from the from the Masculines um, Oracle deck. It was the Gods and the Titans. And one of my favorite cards was this guy that we had been looking at different guys and how they different um, gods and how they would, you know, go through war and one of the last cards we pulled before I stopped pulling their energy was, I mean, homeboy was set. He had something because right before that card, the guy had, um, we explored Achilles and Achilles had gone to war, but he didn't protect his, um, Achilles tendon. And so it, he, um, that was his weak spot and stuff. And so the card we pulled after that one being seasoned is kind of like, oh no, he had on the boots to where it was like all the way up to his kneecap. So you can't get his calves. You can't get his Achilles. You know, you can't get his ankle. Like he is solid. He had on a breastplate of armor. He even had the, um, the, you know, like the guard stuff on his forearms. He had a, um, a shield. He had on a helmet that protected the majority of his face. He had a, like a javelin, like he was ready to go. He's like, he could go into defense mode. He could go into offensive mode. He was in connection with the command person versus being out on his own. He understood the assignment, right? And so it's like the best way, like if there's anything that brings you fear about where things are going or what we have ahead of us, equip yourself to deal with those things, right? If you kind of feel like me where you maybe you're just a little bit too soft and mushy right now, prepare yourself for action. Prepare yourself to be assert an assertive communicator. Prepare yourself to um stand your ground. Prepare yourself to um you know, address those type of things so that you can have them with confidence, right? The greatest way to eliminate fear is to boost your confidence by practice, right? And learning more, equipping yourself with knowledge, right? Knowledge and, and mastery, really. Um, your alignment task is to remove all the weeds before they choke the life out of your intentions. Bless your life today. Hold the lessons in the conditions of the of your world and oh no no find what did I say before find the lessons 
in the conditions of your world and be compassionate to yourself and others. Mm. Right? Because we're talking about um, even though you're going to be a warrior, be compassionate to yourself and your others. And I think that I think what I don't like is like I'm worried about other people fighting, you know, or having to go to war with other women. But it's not that we're supposed to be fighting each other. If we're going to have a sisterhood, and we, and this was in the article that was before, we need to be compassionate with each other. And it's one of those things where we need to be compassionate with each other, but really tackle the real thing that we need to tackle is like hunger, poverty, disease. That's what we needed to be aggressive with and not with each other. And we need to be compassionate with ourselves too. All right. <clears throat> It says, um, we are all learning to find strength in our most vulnerable selves. Oh my gosh. We are learning. We are all learning to find strength in our most vulnerable selves as the world changes rapidly around us. So this is an age of Aquarius. It's like, they're wild in. I think they just hit a, um, I think they just got their take profit. Let me look at this real quick. Give me like 10 seconds. Let me see what they're looking at. Oh, damn. If they placed up, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Ooh, y'all. Whoever, whoever placed a put, like right before 1230, which is a a uh, very uh, common pullback time. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all. Let me just watch this play out real quick. Yo, and I was waiting for that to hit earlier today. There there was a gap that needed to be filled. Anyways, so um, it says we are learning to find strength in our most vulnerable selves as the world changes rapidly around us, right? So we can acknowledge that there are changes that are going on around us. And Age of Aquarius to me is very, very rapid innovation. Here's the cool thing too. I don't want to make these too long, you guys. But um, when I was looking at the ages, right? The ages of the, the zodiac signs, the spiritual ages of the zodiac signs. Pisces is actually an older spiritual age than Aquarius. Aquarius is just a teeny tiny bit younger. And it's kind of like, oh my gosh, we're going from being old souls to going back to childhood curiosity. But that's what you kind of need for... Um, that is what you... And, and, it, and it, oh, it is such a match, you guys, because for those of you who've been with me, Remember that the description for Aquarius is that Aquarius is wise, but whimsical. And so Pisces is wise, but we're taken back to being whimsical, like take a step back. And it's kind of like, um, we talked about how innovation, you know, we're talking about going to the moon, going to the depths of the sea. We're talking about um, electricity, flight, travel, um, lots of intercultural communications and conversations and exploration. That's all curiosity. And so 
we're at a, a, a point in time where because it's kind of like that compound effect we like some people some people are scared of ai i um i'm probably more scared of quote unquote age of occurrence than i am of ai in the sense that I can I I think I can see it for what it is. I think that with everything else, it has its dark, um, lower vibrational. <laughs> ah, people are talking about the oh, yeah. But if you were in a call, you got stopped out. That's for sure. And now it's gonna probably go to the upside for tomorrow. So um. It's like the the when AI is just going to accelerate. I think that people have fear, but the thing is with AI, you can accelerate your knowledge so much faster because I, I remember I'm, I probably could date myself, but I was um I remember having to go to the library and pull books from the library and um if I, you know, when it got close to time to go home, you'd go to the copy machine and you would make photocopies of all the books of the pages that you think you needed. And so you, you got to a point where you would have a system, right? System is the acronym for save yourself time and money. So after a while, you would figure out that you're not going to be able to read every single book for the few hours that the library is open. So what you need to do is figure out which books you identify the books that you want to um, use for your article, quickly identify which chapters are the most appropriate, skim through those, and the ones that are going to be important, you put a little like post-it, and then you go through like, let's say you have 10 books, and we needed to have three, um, I remember back then we used to have to have three books cited in our papers at a minimum. And we had to use like, um, I didn't use APA style until I got to um, doctorate level. But before that, we would use like MLA. So um, so you would have to take a copy of all the pages of the information and take copies of the few chapters or pages so that you could cite it correctly. Um, and so, but now, now I can ask GPT, chat GPT, um, to tell me, you know, if I'm curious, and this is the thing, like, I feel like if you're dumb, you're going to just not even make it. It should give you a fighting chance. But if you've always been curious, now it's so much more easily accessible at your hands, right? They talk about how, like, um, and some people kind of, it. I'm not going to sit here and bash anybody that's going to really use AI for betterment because... AI can be used, like, for example, for things that you shouldn't be wasting time on. Like, you can ask it to draft you a letter and recompose, and now you can use more time on more valuable things, right? Um, it's to the point where I could pull up information for, like, law schools or medical books or peer-reviewed journals way more quickly accessible right here from the comfort of my home with internet. I remember when we used to have dial-up internet, y'all. I remember when we used to have to plug it into the wall and it would be like, and you'd be waiting for it to connect and we thought it was fast now. Now it's kind of like, if my page takes more than 
0.06 seconds, which is, you know, when you do a Google search for it to go through, you're like tapping the phone. I just feel like, so, you know, we're going to be accelerating and that means we're going to be having way more quicker, faster output. We might just see the cure for cancer in our lifetime. You know, like that's how quickly I think that we're able to access the information. And um, that that's kind of my stance on um, AI, right? But it was this is talking about um, as the world rapidly changed around us. So if you have fear about how the world changed around us, you know, that's something that we probably will talk about. I have a feeling will come up in future um, podcasts or future oracles. So the last sentence says here, um, the goddess skald is with you in all the ways. <sighs> the goddess skald is with you all the ways and always. Oh, that is beautiful. It kind of taps into like, y'all know that I grew up, um, Christian, whatever, what have you, but I'll never forget was my, um, my high school teacher, uh, religion teacher, and he, I remember the class when he told us that God is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. I still remember what the classroom looked like, where I was sitting, when he said it, when he wrote it on the board. And it was such a beautiful concept to me because he was all powerful, all knowing, all present. And so here it is, this goddess, that she is, um, she's with you all the way and always, right? Um, I remember... Uh, because I had to be involved in church and stuff, we would have like the um, the invocation and the benediction. And those are some beautiful verses too, but it's just these messages of like, may, you know, God be with you, you know, as you go about your weekend. Um, I I probably my parents have a hymnal. I'm pretty sure they're all over. I could go find one. But it's just like that's kind of like her um invocation that she's with you always and um this is something that we're always going to carry with us, right? These messages are seeds for the future. Whenever you have fear and doubt about the future and how rapidly it's moving, it's like you're going to be okay, remember? And I think like even looking at the other cards and I'm going to I want to get off of here is um the the card that came out after this was adaptability, right? Let's learn to adapt. Let's develop that trait, right? Let's not stay stuck. And let's understand that because we are dynamic beings, that's one of my favorite words, like dynamic meaning that we can grow, evolve, expand, you know, um, uh, we are dynamic beings. So we do have the ability to adapt. Some of us have a little bit more, you know, difficult placements, but we have that ability as human beings to adapt. Okay. So if the world is rapidly changing around us, let's allow it to, let's transform with it. And, you know, the hyper hydro boost ourselves into the future. And, you know, we're going to be so probably just, drastically different than we were even from now because time I'm recording this we are just flushing out six retrogrades so I when I I'm very comfortable saying like the person you are under the sound of my voice today in 12 months from now it's going to be so far and completely removed from anything you ever thought you were or would be that it's gonna like basically just blow your mind right 
the other card that came out, and I think it's so appropriate, is how do we handle this this stuff in our fears? With humor, right? Uzumi reminds us to have humor, laughter. Don't be hard on yourself. Compassionate, right? With yourself and others. And last but not least, the stillness. You know? Um, we can go back and forth between, you know, because... If we're if we are um having yin and yang active and passive, it's okay to have moments of stillness. And there's a difference between being fixed and adaptable and stillness, right? You can have moments of adaptability and stillness, but th- that's very different than being stuck and stubborn and not moving, right? And so stillness is that time for you to just take a step back, reflect, send out that echo to your higher self, listen to what it's telling you back, right? And then continue to step forward, right? Be gracious with yourself, gracious with your others. It has been my pleasure. Until the next one. Bye.